Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well that is all, so let's just get into the episode. I will not lie, I am a bougie person. I like my designer stuff and that is okay. Um... Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk podcast. I am your host, Elena Jakes, and I am joined with Rachel Blake. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm very excited to do this. Yay. Okay, so Rachel and I know each other from college. We went to college together. We lived together, and I was thinking about it. We lived together, I guess, for only two years. So we lived together in a dorm, and this was a weird situation because we lived in a triple suite with... It was supposed to be six girls, and it was only three. <laughs> and we all had our own room. <laughs> and queen we didn't beds. Know the, the third person. So it we was didn't really talk. Just Elena and I. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk to the other girl. I mean, she was nice, but she just didn't like like us. I don't think she didn't want to <laughs> hang out. But we each had like these. We pushed two twin beds together, and we each had like a king bed. Yes. We shared a bathroom, and it was a good time. It was the best time. Like looking back at videos and like those Snapchat memories, like we had a good time in that in that suite. I do miss that semester. It was a good time. <laughs> um. So, and then we lived together senior year in a house, and that was a time. That was probably that was when it was six girls. <laughs> we did have six that time, the full six, and some of the best memories from school came. Yeah, out of that. House. I really miss that house. I do too. And like driving by it now is like sad. Rip. Plus, they <laughs> painted the stairs. Rude. Um, yeah, so good times. College. Um, so now you are in D.C. and you're killing it in your job. And you just told me – she just told me she gets to travel now for her job. So she's, like, killing it. So do you want to tell everyone, yes. like, what you do and stuff? Yes. So I am an event coordinator um, for the U.S. Chamber and my specifically my department, so the Legal Reform Department. And – at first, I was brought on, and it was like, you're not going to travel to these events. They're kind of smaller conferences. I just do the back-end logistics for them. Um, and then I was told on Wednesday, last Wednesday, that I would be traveling to um, the upcoming meetings, two of them, um, in April and May. So that's very exciting. That's I, so cool. That just sounds like so grown up of you. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, They're little things. They're one day conferences, but the fact that my boss is like, okay, yeah, you're going. Yeah. I was super psyched about. Um, So yeah, daily. Yeah. Give me like a day, a day in the life. Day in the life of Rachel Blake. Okay. Because you're up, you're there early. I am. Yeah. I get up a little bit earlier than I should just because I um, kind of... Okay, so here it is. Yeah. <laughs> when I get up, I could easily sleep for about 45 more minutes, but I kind of do a daily briefing in the morning for myself. So I get up and I shower and then I like put on, you know, my moisturizing creams and then I get right back in bed and oh. for about 30 minutes and I go through all social medias and kind of, cause like I go to bed kind of early since I have to be up early. I so do, you're updating yourself with what you missed in those hours? Correct. That's hilarious. And if there was any like breaking news overnight, like I... I make sure that I know what I'm getting into for the day. Um, 
So I'll get up, shower, I'll get back in bed, kind of do my daily run through. And then I will start, you know, putting on my makeup, getting dressed, that whole um, thing. And then I go to work and I get to work at about eight. And um, the morning is basically just going through emails, no matter, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a Monday. I'll have 10 emails um, just from an overnight, you know, Tuesday to Wednesday thing. Um, so I'll go through all of those. I'll schedule anything that needs to be scheduled, like little um, in-house meetings, um, calls with other departments or um, so, like I mentioned earlier, I work for the legal reform department. So I'm doing a lot of stuff with um, attorney generals and a bunch of, you know, people running for elections and um, in their home states. So if a call needs to be scheduled, if a meeting needs to be scheduled between my boss and um, somebody from Georgia, Alabama, what have you, um, that has to get on the books right away. Um, so that kind of takes over my morning. And then I, right now it is like peak event season for us. So I am doing a lot of logistics. We have a summit coming up in April and um, we have a state AG um, from New York coming and that we have to like coordinate so much security because he's kind of like a big deal. Um, so that kind of, it keeps me busy. Yeah. But I sounds, absolutely love it. I think that's so smart of you to wake up and then like debrief yourself and make sure that you're like up to date with things for work and stuff. That's so smart. Yeah. People who like set meetings and stuff before you even go into like know what you're getting yourself into. Like genius. Yes. I think also people who just get up after their alarm goes off, they don't hit the snooze and then they just kind of shower and then get ready and get dress go to work that's crazy I think that's those does kind that of stress you out yes I need to take my time yeah but, I, but that means that I get up 45 minutes earlier yeah which people also call me crazy for that but then I'm not rushed yeah oh my god the feeling of being rushed right before you go to work would is just so stressful it's awful and then if you hadn't checked like what if you had a meeting that morning and then like you just roll into work and you're like oh my god did yeah I like, I'm not even prepared for this meeting like exactly. what did I do exactly yeah. I religiously wake up and I have to check my work phone yeah always and sometimes I won't even open every single email that has come in overnight or, you know, late night um, from the office. I'll just make sure that there's not something, you know, I don't want to get into work at eight and there needs to be like a call at nine. I need to prep myself and know that mm -hmm. at 7 a.m. so that I can, you know, send the right people the right emails and get everything situated before work. So that doesn't happen too often, but... Um, where I need to work before I actually get into work. Um, but I do check my work phone right after I get up. Yeah. So you're really liking this, right? Like you do like what you're yes, doing? Yeah, I do. It was really slow when I started. So I started in July. Yeah. Um, and it was super slow, but that's, I feel like any business, you have to like any workplace it's summertime. Yeah. People are on vacation. None of like the, you know, big work detailed stuff is happening during that time yeah um, it's a slow point so but I guess that's good because you got like acquainted with things and like yes. it wasn't a crazy time yet yes yeah. exactly um but December December was busy January was insane it flew by but it also felt like it was taking forever because I had two events back to back so mm. it was just like doing Stressful. the logistics for both events at the same time was insane but I loved it <laughs> um I was working long hours but it's fun there are a lot of perks that come with it yeah so we had a um, a board of directors meeting, um, and the day before we had a dinner. So I obviously got to attend the dinner in a different room, but I still got to attend. 
<laughs> Wait, so the picture you sent us, that wasn't your room? Um, no, that was the room I set up. Oh, well, yes. it was beautiful. So it great was. job. It, I mean, I, no, I did not set it up. Oh. I, we worked on it to have other people set it up. Okay, but like, <laughs> but that's still you. <laughs> but you still crushed it. <laughs> yes. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I had to stay at work that night until 10 and then was back at work at 6 a.m., but hmm. it's fun. It's the grind, you know? It's the grind. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do it. And we're young. Yeah. It really, it's not that. I mean, we go out late Saturday night. We're up the next morning sometimes, you know. Yeah. You wake up that first round, then you go back to sleep. But Right. <laughs> but the second time around, like, you feel the, good. Yes. And you can do your day. Exactly. Well, we'll get into a little bit more about your job and then um, kind of what this podcast is going to be about. But before we do that, we have to talk about The Bachelor. Yes. Because um, I know you watch The Bachelor. We haven't really got to watch it together recently. We haven't. But we need to do a little recap because the season is really making me mad. Um, I don't like the season. We need to discuss. Yeah. I'll be honest. I really don't like it. Okay. So just give me your thoughts right now um, on the girls. I think that they are bratty. Mm -hmm. I think that they are way overdramatic. I mean, it is The Bachelor. We've watched all the seasons, but this the most season, dramatic season, yeah. Right. This season truly is the most dramatic season it's, for in a different context. It is just it's, it's almost drama just dramatic central. for no reason. Yes. There's not actually any drama. It's just stupid They're just talking. Stuff to yeah. And I think the issue is, okay, so you and I are both you're twenty two? Yes. So we're both twenty two. There's twenty two year olds, there's twenty three year olds on the show. Yes. I like, not to toot our own horns right here, but, like, I feel like you and I are way more mature than these women right now. 100%. And if I was on TV, I would not be talking about, like, a girl spilling my champagne bottle and... Um, for three episodes. Calling someone <laughs> out and, like, uh, oh, yeah, for three episodes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I just think these women are so, so immature. I think, like, Peter doesn't know what he's doing. I feel... Okay, Peter's getting a lot of crap this season because everyone's saying he's indecisive. But, like, if I was handed these women, like, I don't know what I would do. Like, these women are insane. I agree. I feel like at 22, 23, 24, I mean, really our age right now, so I'm 22, um, you know, everybody's in a different place. And if you're single and going on the show, you've seen, especially the Bachelor, Bachelorette series in the last four years, it's, I mean, a lot of the girls are really, truly going on to boost their social media 100%. following. And while that's fine because that, that they're going to be making money, you do you, girl. Um, I agree that, I mean, I believe that they probably do want somebody next to them. They want a significant other, but I don't feel like they're ready for marriage. At least yeah. the girls on this season right now. Because, like, if they were, they would not be causing any drama. Mm-mm. Like, my girl Madison. Madison. I love her. We love Madison. Madison love is definitely so my much. top. Yeah, my one of my top girls. I love her. And she's just sitting back, you know, she's talking to Peter, having good conversations. Actually, like, hi, she's get to know me. She's the one girl that's not bringing up other girls. Right. Like, that's what this... Every time a girl talks to Peter, they're talking about somebody else. Like, why don't you talk about, like... Think about right now how many girls, like, we actually know about. We don't know about anyone, really. Right. Because, we know about Kelly, kind right. of. A little bit. We of know Kelly. what we know what Kelly's thinking at least. We don't really know much about her other than she's an attorney and she's like the only one that really has her head on straight. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Madison, I guess. But like, it's like we don't know anyone really. So yeah, I like Madison because she actually like has conversation with him. Yes. 
And then Kelly, like I just said. Those are my top two right now. Yes. I can't trust anyone else. Everyone else wants to be Instagram famous. Like, what do you... They do. And while I respect them for that hustle, I mean... <laughs> I, like, you... I understand. Obviously, like, you leave The Bachelor, like, you are going to be, like, HelloFresh sponsor. Duh. Right. Like, you're going to be, you You're going to be making money for your ads. Yeah. And that's great because, I mean, you're still making money. I know. But it's not helping us as viewers at home Mm -mm. at all because we see you on tv and we see you spending your time talking about other girls and it just makes me not like you Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm annoyed especially this last week i mean two episodes one week three hours two hours like it was insane i i such a headache it was such a headache and it's like you finish the show and then i'm like i just wasted three hours of my life for what (laughs) It's, yes, especially when I have to get up early for work. I'm I like, know. this is I not the, the time. quality content I need right now. I took the time to sit down and watch this. I have things to do. Right. Yeah. Because I'm not, not going to watch it. Of course I'm going to watch I it. I have to. But. I didn't want to. It irritates me. Yeah. Upsetting. All right. So give me your top four for the hometown dates. Uh, okay. So. Not who you like, but who you actually think is going to be. Who I think. It can be who you like, but. Uh-huh. So, Madison, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hannah Ann, obviously. Um, I think Kelsey has a good shot. She came, you know, she was a little weak in the beginning. Yeah. She was... She does seem kind of normal. a lot. Um, Normal-ish. So, one of my coworkers Oh my God, at does work, she know her? She does. <gasps> so, our intern at work, um, she is from South Dakota, and she was in the Miss America um, competition like six years ago, and she was best friends with Kelsey because Kelsey's Miss, where is she from? Oh, is she? I don't even know. Yeah, she was in there, and so they were like best friends, and so our intern, she was like, she came up to us when the season was starting, and she was like, oh my gosh, guys, like one of my good friends is on The Bachelor this season. Um, She says like she cries a lot, but it's really not her, and I was like, oh, Okay. Yes, she does cry. Oh, a lot. And they really made such a big deal about that champagne. Well, thing. so now she gets oh. shipments. Oh my! Delivered. <laughs> like she'll get cases of champagne sent to her okay, house. Okay, there could be worse things. I'm, that's what I'm saying. But apparently, wow. she really doesn't like champagne all that much. So, well, I mean, to save a champagne bottle from your birthday, like, how long was your birthday? Like months ago, and then she saved it. So like, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe she's not a big fan. I think she said on the show she had saved it for like about a year. Oh my gosh! I was yeah. like, ugh. I would have. I would have. It would not have that. lasted a year. Mm-mm. No, we're different people. Yes. Um, no, but I do think she is like. I think she got a lot of crap for the crying thing, but I think she's okay. She's like normal. Yeah. I don't really have an issue with her. The champagne thing was annoying, but like, yeah. I don't really have an issue with her really. Yes. Um, those are my top three. Yeah. I I don't know who would be my fourth. Yeah, I don't know. I it's hard because I just don't. I don't think he's got a strong connection with a lot of them right now that could make it. I mean, I guess it's only what two episodes away, basically. How many girls? Yeah, we're down to like what is it? Eight, six, or eight or six? I don't know. Not many. Not many. So that's insane because I feel like I don't know anyone. Well, and we're already at the end. I Weird. know. I don't know. Um, well, we could talk about this for days. But, <laughs> uh, my top four, I guess, is Kelly, Madison, Hannah Ann, and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Basically, literally what you just said. Yes. Um, Throw Kelly into that mix. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. But now it seems like she's being made out to be the villain. That's what the preview said. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see this week. Um, okay, so I know you're a big Housewives fan because you and I are constantly talking about <laughs> Housewives. Who are your favorite um, franchises? Like what? Jersey. Okay, so I grew up on Jersey. Yeah. Jersey and Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And Orange County. I, I mean, those are my... Those are my three, too. Those are my top three. Yeah. I dabbled with New York City, but I just... I mean, I love Jersey because I love Teresa. I know. And I love... I just loved... I mean, they... they have were. you watched this season? This season, no. Not yet. Oh, my God. You have I'm to watch. I'm telling you, work just consumes my life. I know. And then I go home and I go right to bed. But... Um, yeah, growing up, those are those are my top three, but they still are. Like, yeah, there there just won't be the any OGs, other really. OG yeah. housewives like Dallas, eh? Potomac, that's near I can't us. get into like, Dallas, eh? No, yeah, Potomac. I was watching Potomac for a while, but I don't love it. Like I like the other ones. Okay, speaking of OGs, Vicky Our OGs is have out. Left. I know Vicky's out, and like she needed to go. Oh, yeah. Vicky needed to go. And she wasn't she even on this last season. Yeah, but she should have she... left two seasons ago. Yeah. Um, and now Tamara. Okay, so I watched like an Andy Cohen um, live face, or what is it? What is it? Watch uh, What Happens Live? No. Um, oh. He was, um, oh my gosh, Instagram living. Oh, okay. And then like Tamara, ho- <laughs> hello words. <laughs> and then Tamara hopped on. Okay, so I guess like they kind of let her go. It wasn't her quitting. And then she was like, yeah, when you guys fired me, when you guys fired me. And then Andy, you know, is like rolling his eyes like, okay, Tamara, we didn't fire you. But apparently, like, she did say, like, they had a lot of personal, she has a lot of personal things going on in her life that she doesn't feel comfortable filming. So, by default, you have to go. Right. If you're not (laughs) going to open up your life, you're gone. Yeah, but I I was really, like, I like Tamara, but I feel like there's no, There's not much happening, really, with her. Yeah. Fair. She's got. I think. It, I think leaving now is good for her because if she wasn't going to provide on the season, it would have been another Vicky situation, and we don't need that. Yeah, for sure. But now I'm feeling worried about the Orange County because I mean we have Emily it's probably going to crumble. Yeah, we have. I mean they have to bring new people on now. Yeah, but but like who? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. And they're and Vicky and Tamara like it's going to be so weird with them not being on the show. Right. They are the OGs. Do you like Emily and no, Gina? I don't like Emily. I like Emily, but I don't really like Gina. I do you feel the opposite? Yeah. So but, Emily grew on me. And yeah. Gina I used to like and now I don't think I like. But maybe I like her. We'll see. I think it's hit or miss with the episodes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so all over the place. Kelly Dodd. <laughs> Kelly Dodd. <laughs> Kelly. Gotta love Kelly. Gotta love Kelly. Um, she's engaged to the Fox News guy. Yes, so I'm excited s- for that to see that on the show because of course he's gonna. Oh, well, course. actually, I don't know if he can. I mean, they're def- they're probably going to put a little snippet in in there. Like, yeah, but to. he might not be like regularly on the show. Oh no, 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 his he, job. He probably will not be able to do that. It's definitely in a contract somewhere. Yeah, but well, you really need to watch Jersey because this past, like this current season. Oh yeah. Like, they're going to visit Joe, and it's like the girls are like, I've been watching the previews. I mean, we already know what happens right, in Italy, course. but like to see it all play out. And then, of course, uh, Jennifer, just the whole crew, the whole cast is like so good. Oh my God. Okay, so let's get into kind of what this podcast is going to be really focused on. Um, so, Rachel and I had a conversation, and I got so heated. I got so upset. She did. I was, I was like, rage texting, like, in caps. Like, I was upset. So, we're going to talk about, um, we'll talk about what that was. But we'll talk about, like, dating in D.C., dating in your 20s, 
um, with like a job, trying to like work on your career and kind of like how that is. Um, so let's just jump on in. So you're single. I am. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, she's single, everyone. And so you're dating in D.C. So like how has that gone so far? Listen, <laughs> dating in D.C. is so much fun. Yeah. Obviously, there are mixed emotions about it, but it is so fun. Um, you're in a big city. You, there is so much to do. And you kind of have this weird mix of um, celebrity status, even if you're not one. Does that make sense? Explain. So, I did a lot more dating in D.C. Um, in the summer because my you job wasn't... Time. Exactly. I had so much more time. Like, my job hadn't really kicked off. Um, and so, after work, I would go grab drinks with people and there are just you're always going to know somebody at some bar there I mean it's going to be a congressman it's going to be chief of staff it's going to be like somebody and I think because I grew up in that area um I recognize a lot more people because you know my friend's parents were congressmen and women like it's it's a little bit different but it makes the date more fun like it gives yeah gives this added spice to it yeah because you're like all right who's about to walk in who's sitting right behind me like and like what a conversation starter exactly yeah so there's never I mean conversation is so easy also, also you're just such a social person like right. you're very like natural you don't have to like force it I feel yes. like you're very like easygoing very rarely you don't really get nervous I feel like I don't very yeah. rarely will I get nervous or like there, there will be nothing to talk about. If I have to literally pull a conversation out of you, like it's done, it's over, and I just want my check. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I feel like that's, I mean... If I you, mean, you're going on a date for a reason. Right. Yeah. If you can't have a conversation... Come on. Get out. I mean, I majored in communications. <laughs> I'm a talker. <laughs> I have been a talker since the day I was born. That is not anything Not a problem. New. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, so dating in D.C. is fun. I, you know, you, I mean, still do, but I would leave work. I'll, I like to pick kind of, not like bougie bars, but bougie bars. Yeah. Um, I like to go to um, places that are different than, you mean, a restaurant bar. So yeah. there's one of my favorites. It's called POV. Um, it's a rooftop bar, and it looks over, it's actually a block from my building. So I work right behind the White House, and this bar is like, um, right next to the White House. So you look down on the White House, you can see the Washington Monument. You can see the planes taking off from Reagan. Um, you kind of have a, a nice view of, view of yeah. um, Arlington and the White House. And um, I have gone there for many dates. And just because it's a fun place and they yeah. have fun drinks. But during election season, they will have drinks um, with funky name so it'll relate to people who are running the president um they're fun they're fun drinks that they're limited um offers so limited time drinks so it just I don't know it's it's always a conversation starter um so what have you learned like when you go on these dates like have you learned a lot about yourself or have you learned like about other people what you like what you don't like so I guess you kind of figured out what bars you like I, and yes. you know which one to, to mention and suggest yes um, definitely suggesting, um... Also, let me ask, are you the one that always picks the place? Do, do they always ask, like, where do you want to go? Or do they always, do they come up with places and you, like, shut it, you know, shut it down? Like, 
<laughs> if it's the first date, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shut it down. No, I'm always open to going to um, other places that I d- don't suggest. But um, I'd say it's about it's equally split. Um, a lot of the times, the guys are like, "Oh, you pick a place, and I'll." Because they pick the day or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, But recently, I've been picking the days, so... um, Because I... Because you're a busy gal. Yes. My work schedule is a little bit insane, so um, I will normally pick the day. And honestly, I'm going to say that I normally pick the place. Um, But that's okay. And I also like to go places where I'm comfortable. Or that I have at least been to one time. Or have gotten reviews back from somebody. I don't like to walk into a new place that, you know, none of my friends have been to. Like, they don't have any, you know, um, suggestions on what to get there. So, um, I like to be comfortable at a date because it's your first date. It's already going to be awkward. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. And you, if, if you're in a building that you feel comfortable in or like a bar, you like this certain kind of drink, I mean, it's just going to be a lot more easier for you. So, um, I definitely, yeah, I definitely pick the places. Um, I like, there are some speakeasies in DC Mm -hmm. Um, and I recently have been to a few of them but there's one it's right across from um, Capital One Arena and I forget the name of it but it's downstairs it like you don't even you have to go down these stairs from it's like a secret like you wouldn't you wouldn't think yeah because there's no door like on street level yeah the staircase is there you have to go downstairs but you go in and it's super small but it's uh it's super dark it's like it's really cool um Good date spot. Very good date spot. Yeah. So I learned on the first dates, it's going to be weird. um, But normally, because there's like this mutual knowledge that it's going to be awkward, you kind of skip that awkward conversation starter of like, oh, you know, how was work today? And then you (laughs) kind of just like dive right in. Obviously, you can ask somebody how their day was. Like, that was a bad example. But... Um, you kind of just dive right in to the conversation or if like something big happened at work that will kind of spark it. Um, but on the apps I've learned, um, go- this is going into a date. If you haven't like gotten their number within like 15, 10 to 15 messages, it's just not going to work out. Mm. It's not. Interesting. And that's because that's a me thing. Like if yeah. you don't want my number, that's fine. Or if you just want to text them the app that's weird yeah I feel like that's weird like let's move on from that and like, right yeah we matched we had that little awkward hey how are you What's right up? yeah next <laughs> next so um so you are on apps like do you think there's like a stigma behind apps and like do you feel weird on them or is it like the norm because I feel like everybody's on apps like how else are you going to meet people if you're working constantly right exactly so I actually recently stopped using the apps but I was on it for a few months, and I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I think that they can be successful, and I have friends who have met their significant others on apps. So many success stories. Yeah, and I feel like there shouldn't be, like, a bad stigma to it, especially for somebody who, like, works a lot. And sometimes I, you know, if I'm tired after work, all I want to do is just go home. I just want to, like, put on Netflix, and I just want to have dinner, drink a glass of wine, and Mm -hmm. that's my night. But... My my best friend in the office, she has been pushing me to, like, go out. And she's like, Rachel, you're not that tired. You can go get drinks or dinner with somebody. Like, it's not going to kill you. And she's right. Like, if you're working a lot and you just go home, like, you're never going to meet anybody. Right. So 
um, going out. You definitely have to push yourself a little bit. You yeah. do. And it definitely is, I mean, it's like, going, it's like a second job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. And I don't think that people should be like, oh my gosh, you're on a dating app. Like I've met people on there and we have like gone out for drinks, but then we realized that oh, you're a fun person. Now you we'll have just, a friend. Exactly. And there's literally like, what is it, Bumble BFF? Like yes. you can literally just meet friends on apps. Like yes. apps, I think the stigma behind it just like needs to go because at this point, like how are you going to meet people? Exactly. Like you can go to bars like and just meet random people, but like don't you want to have some connection at least a little bit before you, I don't know. Yes. I think it, apps is a smart thing. I think it kind of goes both ways. Yes. Yeah. Apps are very smart and I really like them. Um, even if it's just for like, meetup purposes with a friend like you know molly and i met a girl on bumble bff yeah and she's so fun yeah they met her she was like a good time exactly like we went to chicago with her like it's so fun and Um, like how funny is that like you met her on an app but like now you have a friend and she's so cool and like you traveled with her like yeah it's a lot of fun i think it was what when we were growing up it was like tinder and we're like oh my god you're on Tinder." tinder yeah but now it's not like that. Mm-hmm. And there's other apps that are like you can be more professional on or it's like exactly. once, you know, like there's, I don't know, there's kind of an understanding that like you're just on there to hook up or you're actually on there to like meet someone you like want to be with or right. whatever. Um, have you had any like really bad situations or like horror stories or like you really thought you were going to hit it off and then you got to the bar and you were like, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> so there was this one, it was, th- it was summertime it was probably like August early September and I went to meet up with him for drinks it was like the first first date um after work but we had been talking for a week because I had gone out of town so we were just like texting before we met up it was fine um and he went to Washington and Lee University so he I he was like oh I've heard of Longwood um and his roommate went to Hampton Sydney and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So he was like, is it true? Like the Longwood girl, the Sydney guy kind of thing. So we get to the spot where we're going to have drinks. It's a very cool place. It's at the Wharf in D.C. And um, one of the first things he says is like, so are you a typical? He's like, now that I've met you in person, like I'm trying to get the vibe of if you're like the typical Longwood girl that like always hangs out at Hampton, Sydney. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, uh, well- does that matter? <laughs> Yes, but does that matter? Yeah, what's the relevance? Um, and he was just like, I don't know. He found a reason to make each conversation we had, like, about he that. tied it back to, like, oh, is it because of, like, Hampton, Sydney? And I was like, no, dude. You're not even funny. Yeah. Like, if you were funny, I would laugh. And this could maybe be a you're funny like joke. chugging your drink at that right. point. I'm, like, three drinks in. Oh, my God. Oh my it's God. nice out. My friends are upstairs. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But... Because I had two of my coworkers came and they were like getting drinks upstairs, but I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was kind of more of that conversation thing. Yeah, like if you can't hold a conversation, or if you're just gonna, well, then like, how do you end it? Like, how do you go home? Oh, have you done that's the restroom easy. thing? Oh no 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 oh. <laughs> no no no! I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back, and then you dip. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> um, uh, no, I have not. Leaving isn't awkward. I feel like there's also, like. First dates don't have to be awkward. Yeah. I feel like they're awkward because we... Because you say they're going to be awkward. everybody's like, oh my God, it's a first date. Like, it's going to be so weird. Like, what are we going to talk about? It's really easy. Like, it's really easy to do. It's mm-hmm. just like meeting somebody new. Mm-hmm. And... I think once you get over the, like, the thought of it, you're right. fine. I mean, you have... You get a drink in you. 
and you're chatting. Oh, obviously there's it's not going to be deep conversations, but it's going to be it's going to be surface level, but that's fine. Yeah, it's what a first date's for. Right. Like I'm not going to tell somebody my whole life story on the first date. Are you crazy? Um, <laughs> are you crazy? But leaving is not that weird. You just have to kind of say, "Oh, <laughs> Um, I feel like do something tonight. Like you can, you don't have to make up a story, but also if I'm getting drinks with somebody after work on a weeknight, it's so easy because yeah, I'm like, you have to, then I have to the next morning. Leave. Like, it's a good time. Exactly. Yeah. I say I've got work, you know, the next morning, like it's getting late. I love that one. It's getting late. I've got work tomorrow. This was fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's do it again. Don't always have to do it's it again. It's hit or miss. Yeah. It's going to do it again, but you got to be nice. Because most likely the first date, the guy's paying. So, I mean, you want to be nice. I, th- I feel like you can't not say that. Right. You have to say, like, we should definitely get a... Yeah. Right. We should definitely do this again. Yeah. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I think there's a there's a mutual understanding. And, there, like, you both will know if it's going to happen again or yeah. not. So it's really not that weird. So, so the thing that really got me heated, which I think we should get into now. Yes. Um, so, like, when you're on these dates, like... Obviously, you're talking about your job. That's, like, a good surface-level conversation. You know, like, you talk about where you just came from, your job, what you had to do that day. Ugh, I don't even know how to get into this because it just makes me so mad. So, basically, like, let's just explain what happened. So, you went on a date. Yes. You went on a few dates. Yes, this was date number three. This was date number three. And the guy hits you up before you go on your fourth and says, what? I I wish I had... Keep, saved the conversation. Don't worry, I remembered it. <laughs> it was along the lines of like, hey, you're very cool, you're very fun, fun to be around, but like you are s- basically saying that I am very focused on work, like I'm too driven, um, and that kind of intimidated him. Too driven? I was like, how? Oh. Okay. Okay. So, so this makes me mad, which I've said a thousand times today, but like... What do they want? Do they want somebody that, you know, shows up to a date and was like, oh my God, like, I hate my job. I don't even want to work the rest of my life. Like, just want to sit on the couch and, like, twiddle my thumbs. Like, what? Right. Like, do you want somebody who complains a lot? Do you want somebody that does nothing with their life? Right. Like, don't you want, like, a wife or a girlfriend or fiance that, like, is driven and that, like, wants to be successful? Right. That blew my mind. Yeah. And also, it's 2020. Like, boys, if you're intimidated by women being successful, like, sit down. Yeah. Like, that makes me... So mad. I'm going to get heated again. I already am. <laughs> it was it was a little weird, but it's honestly not the first time I've heard it. And oh my gosh. I think, I mean, that's definitely a me thing. I mean, I've had my friends tell me that too. Not in the same, obvious, like, not in the same context and not the same way. But they're like, Rachel, like, you are so focused on work. That's good. But, like, also make sure you make time for yourself. Yeah, and I and think I get it's that. hard to balance it. And I'm sure you can get wrapped up in your work. And that's fine. Yes. But for someone to say, like, that's intimidating. Right. I love my job, and I love – I mean, I want to – I want to make it big. Like, yeah. I want to make money. And if I can do that now and then be that trophy wife, you know, driving exactly. my kids to practice, that's fine. Yeah. But if I can do all of this stuff right now – like, you, you're not going to be a trophy wife at 22. Sitting – I mean, like, you could be, but that's very rare. It's, it's different. Like, why don't you work now? Put in the hours now. While you're young, I mean... It can go both ways. It definitely can go both ways. I have a different mindset on it, and I'm like, all right, I'm young. I can make all this money right now. I can save it. I can do whatever I want. Like, yeah, you're young. You should, you know, save your money, travel. Yeah. That's a thing. That can be an argument, but also, 
why not? You know, why not work hard right now? Why not, like... If you have the chance to work hard right now... Exactly. Take it. Yeah. And opportunities don't really come often. So if you have a job that you love and you, you know, want to work really hard at it, then, like, what's the problem with that? Also, I think there's a double standard with this whole situation. It's like, I can hear men complaining that women want to be that trophy wife. They don't try. They're finding people to... um, basically like mooch off of right and they get upset about that like if if a guy's being successful and he has a great job and he's making bank then a girl's like oh my god like what is it gold digger like they're being a gold digger and then the guys get upset but it's then like with your situation they're like mad that you're but now i'm working and now i'm making a lot of money yeah it's like so what do you want what do they want they don't know what they want they don't know what they want (laughs) peter weber does not know what he wants none of them do but it's fun. I mean, it's it's funny how they say that. Yeah. Doesn't that just like... But it honestly, when I hear that, so it what just would, makes Okay, me... so question though. But like, what did that guy do for work? Was he... Did he not have a good job? Maybe no, he was No, he had insecure. a very good job. What? He had a very good job. So then what's the problem? Yeah. I, I think it could have been like a competition thing. A jealousy thing, maybe? A jealousy yeah. thing. Because we're, you know, both having really good jobs, both making money. So I think it's... I, I don't know, but maybe he didn't want somebody who was making yeah, but like even saying that sentence like sounds, that sounds dumb. dumb but maybe know. he didn't want a successful girl in his You know, life? if he what? wants to be the breadwinner, that's fine. Okay, but, but I honestly would get bored sitting around all day. <laughs> I can't sit around all day. Right. I don't have kids to take care of, so right. if I'm sitting around now, that's like that's boring. I'll yeah. sit around when I've got kids and spend time with them. That's fine. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, but, like, women are breadwinners now. Women are CEOs now. Yeah. So, like, get hip, dude. Yeah. That guy's lame. Get him out of here. Um, <laughs> oh, that just really, like, got me so upset for you. It just and... motivates me. Like, it just drives me more. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly, like, it does. I mean, I love that. I mean, what am I going to do? Sit back? Yeah. Not take these opportunities? Because, I mean, honestly, someone's going to come along and be like, damn, that's hot. Damn, like, you're working hard. Like, look how successful you are. Like, that's so attractive. And you're going to be like, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, okay, so we did a Q&A on my Instagram. And yes. some people had some questions. So, yes. let's get into that. So, question number one. What was one of the biggest adjustments when you transitioned into a full-time job out of college? The... The full time part. The full time part. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I had always, when I was, when we were graduating, I was always like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to work. I can't wait to, you know, work that nine to five, make money. And that's still true. Um, I, but it definitely, it hits differently. <laughs> Truly. The whole getting up early really sucks. I'm not a morning person. Um, I would say that was probably one of my biggest issues challenges with the transition um but I really didn't I didn't struggle a lot with the transition because I was ready to work and I was ready to um you know work on events because it's a passion of mine so you just wanted to get in there yeah getting up early sucked but getting up to go work and get paid for it and be with people who I actually enjoy working with it makes the transition a lot easier so if there's one thing I can say is like if you get a job right out of college and you're, you know, or if you take the summer off and then start after whatever, 
Um, just make sure that the job you're going into, you actually like, and that, um, obviously you're not going to like it at first. It's your first job. It's probably not going to be your highest paying job, whatever. But, um, if there are people in there that you vibe with and can connect, can connect with, it's your transition is going to be a lot easier than you think it is. Absolutely. Do you have any advice for students that are graduating soon? Just like going into the working world? Yeah. Um, I, I personally really, really, really wanted to start work right after I graduated. Like I was putting in my start date, you know, we graduated Saturday. I was putting my start date in on Tuesday. Yeah. So when did you start working? I actually didn't start till July. Okay. And that's fine. You know, you've got a plan, but it's not always going to happen the way you want it to happen. And that's okay. I started work the second week of July. Um, yeah, I started in August, like first week of August. I would just say not to stress about it. It, it sounds so cliche, but it's work is going to happen. You're going to find a job. Um, and to, Definitely enjoy the summer if you have it, but also enjoy your start time. Like, don't think that, oh my God, I'm starting work and it's here's your the next ends. 40 years, yeah. you know? It's not like that. And another cliche thing is like, if you like your job, you're never going to work a day in your life. That's true, but it's also not true. Like, you're going to work. You're going to be pushed. You're going to be tested. You're going to put in long hours. But if you enjoy it, it's not going to make those long hours as bad. Yeah. Um, I would just have an open mind about everything. Yeah, that's fair. And also, like, what you said, it's your first job. So, like... It's your first job. Don't, you don't have to rush to do it. I mean, you did, kind of, because you wanted to. But a lot right. of people... And a lot of people, honestly, week after graduation, start working. Yeah. But, I mean, and a lot great. of people we know, like, just recently got jobs. And that's great, too. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, just work at your own pace. Like, if you find a job you love, perfect. If not, like, keep, you know, keep searching. And that's kind of what this next question is, is, like... Where do I go to find jobs? Like, do I Google it? Do I go on LinkedIn? Do I just talk to people? So, like, what would you say for people looking for jobs now? Everything. Yeah. Um, I was applying on all the different sites. So, I was looking for jobs on LinkedIn. I was on Indeed, Glassdoor. Like, just searching everything. But also, one thing that is huge today is um, communicating with people you know and your connections. Your connections are going to get you so far. Um, I networking. Yes. Network, 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 network. Um, you can, you can use the sites on Google. Um, I personally did not have a lot of luck with Google cause I feel like there are some sites I will say that are not as legit as you think. Right. And I, I probably told you this, but like I had so many like I'm doing air quotes right now, job interviews set up um, that were, what is it, pyramid schemes? Yeah, basically pyramid schemes. And I could tell that they were after the fact, but when I was like applying for that job, you had no idea. You would never it's, know. It's describing exactly what I'm looking for. Exactly. I'm applying, I'm sending my resume in, I'm doing the, you know, the most. Then I get a follow-up email and it says like, these are the blocks. So, okay, so look out for this, I guess, is some advice. If you see like, it's like a square, like a word, um, just like a square box that says, you know, like Tuesday, these dates are available. Wednesday, these dates are available. That is a fake thing. Yeah. That is like such a pyramid scheme situation. Get out. Don't even like follow up with them. Yes. Um, I got those a lot, but I mean, just Google and like there are, yeah, those websites are good. LinkedIn. Definitely talking to people is a huge thing. If you know, the thing is, is you don't be afraid to use your resources. Like if you know your mom works with somebody and they have a friend in the marketing industry and you want to go into marketing and they have, you know, You can work around the the connections. Um, Talk to them. If they know somebody, if you are 
from Nova area and you want to work in DC and you know that your mom knows somebody who works for a marketing company in DC, reach out. Like it literally doesn't hurt. And it is so great. Connect with people on LinkedIn and then message them. Or, you know, if you connect with somebody, send them that, you know, you can connect and send a message, Yeah, send that message. Like, believe it or not, there's so many employers that are looking for hungry college grads. It might not, you might not meet all the boxes, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I also saw this thing and my stats might be a little off because I haven't seen it or like um, refreshed my mind on it in a while, but a mutual friend told me, one of my, it was one of my mom's friends. She was like, um, it was something along the lines of, you know, when men and women are applying to jobs, women will only apply if they've met 70% of the qualifications, but men will apply if they've you know, met like 40% or whatever. Like hmm. if they can check at least, I mean, like half of the boxes, that's fine. They're going to send in their application. But women, we're so hard on ourselves. And like, oh. we will literally make sure that we have everything checked before we apply. And she was like, she's a recruiter. And she was like, we have to stop doing that. Like just send in your application. Obviously don't send it in if it's for marketing and you're like going something, you know, if it's a business thing. But, um, Definitely. So that, that really caught me and I was like, okay, like if the only thing you're missing is the experience still apply Yeah. because obviously you're not going to have the experience for that specific company. You're going to learn, but you, you have all the other skills. So what's holding you back? Like, exactly. Just apply. That is so fair. Cause I, I'm one of those people that is like, yeah, I mean, making I was sure too. I hit every single thing that it's asking. I was too. There were things that I wouldn't apply for because I was like, Oh, I don't have three to five years or I don't have two to five or, you know, who cares? Oh my exactly. gosh. Yeah. So just apply. If yeah. you've got the basics and you've got, if you're proficient in Excel, if you're just like apply and then go into that interview. If you know, if you get called back and you get an interview, then that's where you can talk it out. And you can be like, listen, I obviously don't have as much experience, but here's what I learned in college. And here's how I'm ready to learn. Like I prove yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's all about proving yourself. And it's all about communication. And it's all about connections. Wow. I love that. Um, okay. So people were asking a lot about internships. So that was a while ago for us, but I think yes. we should still cover it for sure. Cause people are, I mean, with our school, you need an internship. Yes. You and I both, didn't we both get kind of, um, we both got a little bit, what's the word, uh, gypped, <laughs> um, with the internships, but we both had, I think really good internships. I love my internship. Yeah. Um, I think internships are so important. Um, I mean you, they are required with some schools, most schools, probably all schools. Um, but I learned so much with my internships that I am like so grateful that I even got that experience for sure. I mean, yeah. it was unpaid for the first year, the second year, like I got asked back and I loved every second of it. Um, and I chose an internship. So like Rachel and I both were communication studies majors. Um, and she, uh, concentrated in public relations, but I concentrated in digital media. So for my internship, I did public relations internships because I wasn't really getting that experience at school. So I, kind of got that other side, which I'm so glad I did. Um, and now I'm looking for jobs that need public relations work. So, so glad I did that. But what advice would you give for people looking for internships? Um, I would say go big, honestly. Oh, um, don't with my internship. I, you know, obviously want to do something with event planning and I didn't want, I'm in a totally different event planning field. Like I feel like when people think event planning, they go like, weddings. Yeah. I am not that at all. That is somebody else's day and I'm not getting involved in it. (laughs) 
Um, and I'm I, not ruining that. Exactly. I'm not going to make a promise I can't keep for something that a bride wants. Um, I am all about conferences, meetings, um, stuff like that. So I was looking under, you know, like meeting, planning, uh, conference, interns, stuff like that. And um, the place that I had applied, here comes again, connections. Like mm-hmm. the family I used to babysit for, um, the mom is like, she's like my second mom. I love her. Um, she knew the president there. So I still had to go through the interview process. I still was you like... You still have to prove yourself. You still have to prove yourself. I mean, they were... I was a junior, so, you know, it was different. There were some sophomores who had applied, and they did a, a group interview. So we were all there together. It was, like, the last – we were the final five. But, you know, they started out with a lot. Um, but if you if you want to – no matter, like, what your career field is, if you see yourself um, – if there's something you see yourself doing, kind of, like, take that route for your internship. Um don't just settle. I mean, you can do whatever you want to get the class credit or yeah. whatever, but make sure you're going to enjoy it. I mean, make the most of the op- opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Because when you graduate, there's a possibility that you could be asked back or they're going to have a uh, open position and they're like, we want you. You proved yourself. You did it. Um, how would you like a job offer kind of thing. And I will say when you are applying for jobs, people will really look at what you did for your internship. Yes. And if your internship was like bleh and like it wasn't really related to what you were doing, I mean, that's really the only real life experience you have on that resume. Exactly. Depending on like what you did at school. But like that's really your only like real life situation. Yes. So of course they're going to look at what you did. So yeah, definitely like. And they're going to take that seriously. 100%. So I would say go big. If you yeah. want to do something, you know, event planning, you want to do something in the business world, and it's a potential place that you would love to work, apply. Yeah. Just I mean, the it. worst that can happen is they just say no. Exactly. Or they just don't respond. Yes. They ghost your ass, but yeah. it's fine. Either way, it's fine. <laughs> It'll all work out. <laughs> all right. So the last question, probably the most important, is how does being compared to Mr. Worldwide affect your work and dating life? <laughs> it's so, from one of your biggest fans. So shout out to one of my biggest fans ever. Um, I have... Can we explain the Mr. Worldwide, uh, reference? (laughs) So, I, I will not lie. I am a bougie person. I like my designer stuff, and that is okay. Um... That is who you are. I have a job, and I make money, and I pay for it, and that's fine. (laughs) Um, but recently, I bought a pair of sunglasses. And they're... I like... Okay, I don't like sunglasses. It's your style, for sure. It is definitely my style, and I don't like sunglasses. Personally, I don't like these. Like, if you can if you can see my eyes, I don't like it. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be able to put my shades you on. You need your stock and shades on. Right. Yeah. And you you shouldn't be able to see where I'm looking or who I'm looking at. So, my biggest fan um, recently commented that my <laughs> shades look like pit bulls, Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> Mr. Miami. Um, oh and God. honestly, being compared to that is such... What a compliment, really. A compliment because he... <laughs> We have the same taste, and he makes a lot of money, and I will also be doing that. Um, so, thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, it just boosts me. You'll sign like, autographs after this podcast. Right. I feel like a celebrity <laughs> in the glasses. They're just blackout shades, and I love them. They yeah. cover half my face. And what a staple, you know? Like, you Literally, really just need a pair of glasses that... Honestly, they can go with anything, and mm-hmm. I've worn them with, like, t-shirt and shorts, and you still look good. And it just really dresses you up. Yeah. yeah. Put, a, put a fake tan on, you look good. <laughs> Say less. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I think that is about it. Thank you so much for coming on. Wow, this was so fun. I know. You want to come on again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you for opening up about your dating life. We love to hear about it. Yeah, we can do a follow-up in a few months when okay. I start getting back out there. Hopefully men really get it together. and um, Honestly, you just got to go for the older ones because these 22-year-olds, they don't know what they're doing. Those Immature. Trash. <laughs> Those trash. Those trash. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it. Um, tune in to the next episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.